The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to A Blind View for September 8, 2023. My name is Bill, and I am your facilitator of A Blind View, where your view matters. And I, first of all, want to uh, thank Steve for hosting for us this afternoon and Herbie for streaming on HCB Media 5 and also connecting us to Clubhouse. And the way this usually goes, I come up with a specific topic um, that, you know, I like to get your view about um, maybe your experiences, things like that. So today I've come up with the idea. I, I was thinking of this earlier um, as I was trying to come up with a topic for today. I thought about over the years as a blind person, some of the things that I just, you know, never really had any interest in doing or things that I struggled with as a blind person in doing. And I'm like, well, I struggle with it, so I don't have any interest in it. You know, uh, let someone else do it. It doesn't matter, you know, as long as it's done. And Thinking about that, I started thinking more specifically, you know, what is something that I have struggled with over the years? What is something that I thought, yeah, no, I just, I don't think I could ever do it. But I, you know, long story short, at some point down the road, I got to a point I realized, hey, I can do this. And it's not as bad as I initially thought, or, you know, maybe I just wasn't interested at all before, and now I'm, like, totally hooked. Um, so an example of that, my example is, and I, I'm going to shock some of you probably, maybe, maybe not, but um, I would say around 2008, 2009 is when I decided that I wanted, actually, no, I, I'm going to change that. It was 2011. Is when I decided that I wanted to really uh, uh, learn to start cooking. And I don't mean like putting things in a microwave. And, there, and that's okay, because that's what I did for years. I'm not uh, shaming or knocking that at all. Putting things in a microwave or a toaster oven. I mean, actually putting... A recipe, following instructions, putting a recipe together. Um, I just thought, you know, no, I, I can't understand it. I'm going to mess it up somehow, some way. <laughs> Who knows? I'll burn the house down, you know. And part of that was fear. I was afraid of using a stove, for one thing. Um, the other part of it was just really being afraid that I would just really mess up a recipe and nobody would want to eat my food. So, um, and long story short, I was married at the time. My husband had some very um, 
significant health problems and it required me to really step up and say, look, okay, it's time for me to learn to cook some things uh, that will help both him, uh, myself and him, especially. And that is where I finally reached out to a friend of mine who was not judgmental at all. And she came over and she would help me with certain things, learning how to cook certain things the first time around. And then the second time I would do it myself. And I started building confidence. And, you know, before I knew it, I was making, I was cooking casseroles. I was um, doing all sorts of uh, recipes that I n never thought I would do before. Now, having said all that, do I really like to cook? No, probably not, especially now. I don't really like to because I don't, I see the need to. I'm by myself and I, you know, it's easier to do stuff in a toaster oven or microwave or whatever. But I do know that now if I want to cook a meal for myself, I know how to do it. And that is something years ago I would not have done. So that is sort of where I want to go with the topic today. Um, Let's talk about that. Let's talk about something that you uh, really thought you would never see yourself doing at all, whether you were just not interested in it or maybe you struggled with it. Either way. Um, and I'd like to know your view on this. You know, are you still not interested in it? Or maybe you've arrived at that place where, hey, now I can do it and I am doing it. Um, it could be anything from your anything related to daily living skills or, you know, maybe it's some work you do volunteering, uh, whatever it may be. I would love to hear one thing that you have uh, maybe struggled with. And now you're like, oh, wow, I'm I'm doing this. Uh, uh, no matter if you had sight, you lost your sight later in life. Or if you've been blind since birth and you've struggled with something. Because the fact of the matter is we all struggle with something. Um, and there's no right or wrong way to do anything. So anything that's shared here today, just know there's no judgment in what your struggle is. Um, we all arrive at our place at different times. So... If we have any hands, Steve, I would love to talk to you all. Raise your hand and Steve will call on you. And um, Herbie will let us know if he has anyone in Clubhouse, if he'll raise his hand there. And we'll go ahead and get started. Okay. Actually, we got it's me. It's me in Clubhouse. Oh, sorry, not Herbie. I'm sorry. It's Lucy. <laughs> thank you. And Lucy, thank you for um, moderate, uh, moderating and connecting us to Clubhouse. Uh, Herbie is streaming for us, so I appreciate all of you for your dedication today. All right. We got six hands in zoom and the first one is Melissa Hudson. All right, Melissa. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, this is an excellent topic because there are lots of things that I struggle with, but I'm going to go in a different realm than what you mentioned. And I'm going to well, say, I, that I'm going to, well, I, I want you to actually stick to the topic though, if you can. But yeah, but I mean, like, like, a different um 
a different a di example? A different, yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. That's okay. what I mean. Gotcha. <laughs> Trust me, I wouldn't do that to you. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, no, but I have always had trouble with spatial orientation. Um, and it's not just me that deals with this. I think it's a lot of us that are totally, that were born blind, have a lot of issues with that. But mobility instructors all of my life kept telling me, you know, you have, you have a spatial problem and therefore you can't cross the street very well. Well, that all changed when I moved here to Washington and I was going through a program at the State School for the Blind here uh, in Vancouver. And I worked with an incredibly awesome mobility instructor and she kind of, um, she got me out of that. She helped me get out of that shell of, you know, being scared to cross the street, not having good spatial awareness skills. And she taught me some good techniques on how to cross the street safely and independently and I got to a point where I actually, when I moved to Seattle I, and started working, I took the Metro bus to work instead of taking access. And I did that for about nine or 10 years. Um, but then I felt unsafe taking the bus at that point and started using access. And now I don't even cross a street. But, um, but I just remember that first um feeling of crossing the street on my own going somewhere that was just amazing and it was all thanks to this mobility instructor that I worked with so um that that'd be yeah so that that'd be one but now I don't do it anymore and my mobility skills are so off right now because I don't get out very much so um <laughs> and I don't know how I can get retrained again unless I go through my rehab agency I guess I could do it that way but but yeah. um, <laughs> but I think a lot of us struggle with the the spatial awareness. Yeah, I don't know actually, if you do. I I do. Yeah, that's something that I've struggled with. I've gotten a lot better with it over the years. But yeah, yeah, that is definitely something too uh, that we do struggle. Some of us struggle with. So that yeah, is like a great and vacuuming there. and like vacuuming is right. I, I I don't do that anymore. I have right. a cleaner that does that, but. Um, that is a good example right there. Thank you for starting us off, Melissa, and I appreciate you being here. You bet, and uh, have a blessed night. You too. Next up is Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, Belle, everyone else. Um, I'm like you. Um, I, was, I didn't know how to cook, and when I got married, my husband was like 17 years older than me, and I was in my early to mid 20s and he was in his 40s and so um his uh, brother's wives I guess my sisters-in-law and they were like in their 40s and maybe 50s and they taught me how to cook they were all from Mississippi and I guess I decided I liked it and enjoyed cooking and and then I I mastered that so of course when Ed and I were together. He was like 210 and then got all the way up to 245, <laughs> 345, and back <laughs> down again. But um, you know, I would cook a lot of like pork chops and stuff like that and, you know, frying things. And I used to be afraid to do that. And, and now, you know, it's nothing. You know, now it's, it's no big deal. None of it is a big deal. And you know, um, making turkey and now we fry it and, you know, so that was my thing is cooking. Yeah. That, that frying thing. Oh my gosh. That scared me for the longest time. Ooh, I, I just well, I couldn't do it, but 
I can now. Yeah, so. well, one one day I, I didn't know how to make bacon on the stove. And I said, what do you want for dinner or for breakfast? My husband said, well, bacon. And I said, well, have a, have cereal. He said, no, I want bacon. Oh. We cooked it in an iron skillet. <laughs> Put the lid on it. When I took the lid off, the thing went poof. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Well, so. <laughs> the bacon went up in smoke. Yeah, it's <laughs> national oh. burning the bacon day. Well, I hear you on different calls now, and you're often saying, sharing what you're cooking, and so it it all sounds good. I know, I I know that I can just imagine you are a good cook. So yeah, well, we you know we we do. Looks like we haven't missed any meals, both of us. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like me. So. There you go. <laughs> but that's that, awesome. that's my thing. I, I do like to cook. Of course, you know, I, I work in, in um vending and I do food prep. And so mm-hmm. I've learned to do that too. And so I've awesome. mastered that in my old age. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late to learn. That's what never, I've always ever. been told. And I still look at recipes on YouTube and try to fix them now I'm a bad baker I don't bake very well but you know I I can cook all right awesome thanks Cheryl appreciate you being here oh I love this and can't wait to hear other people's answers all right next up we have Sheila Sheila hey guys what's your view on your well, uh, uh, Cheryl, I cook bacon. <laughs> Cheryl, I cook bacon in the oven. <laughs> I don't fry it either. Um, my my biggest fear, and this I hope falls under what you're thinking. Um, I was married for 27 years, and when my ex and I split, I was scared to death because what was I going to do? How was I going to live without him? And how was I going to be on my own? Mm-hmm. And it scared the out of me because I didn't know what I was going to do. So, yeah. you know, that's, and, but you know what? I did it thanks to my family's support and my sister and her family and just God stepped in and I have been extremely successful on my own since 2004. So Sheila, I, I would have never guessed that because you I, I was one of the most independent people I know. Wow. It, it took a lot and it scared the out of me, but I sat down one day and I said, okay, God, what am I going to do? <laughs> so. Well, congratulations anyway. to you. That that is oh wow. I did not know that part. Okay. So but yeah. you you just do a fantastic job. I've been to your home and you are just you you live life. You do it. And that's awesome. So it's all about conquering those fears. So exactly. So and I will only be here for another couple minutes. I've got to go to another meeting. Well, I'm certainly glad you are you jumped in and were able to share. Appreciate Thanks. you being here. Thanks. All right. Next up is Lori. Hi there, Lori. Hi there. Thank you, Steve. Um, well, my biggest fear is spatial awareness as well. Um, as far as like how high am I on a 
stairway going down. Mm-hmm. Going up is no problem for me, but going down, forget about it, especially now where I have only light perception in my right eye, which used to be my good eye. I say used to be because I can no longer read print visually. I really miss holding a book, a printed book, and reading it without visual aids. I really miss that. Yeah. And that was that's my struggle now. And I was born legally blind. But so as let me I ask could, you a question. Have you had any opportunities where you were you know, you're trying to overcome some of that? Uh yeah. I've um in the building I live in we have uh three stairways on every floor. So right. uh and even with mobility, I've practiced, but I've taken them slowly because, um, especially going down, uh, sure. that's impossible to do when the fire alarm goes off during a fire drill or someone has a fire in their right. apartment. That's, you know, hard to do because you're not on your own at that point. You're right. you're with a bunch of people crowding the stairways, and if you're too slow, they're going to either pass you or they're going to go to another stairway. So, you know, it's not practice time. Um, right. But as far as, uh, you know, I have done that on my own time. And uh, unfortunately, the stairs are all, they don't have, uh, the risers don't have strips on them that I can tell tact- tactually with my cane, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm at. So I have to, do do more cane skills now than I did when I was growing up, and right. um, so um, and as far as uh, challenges and and stuff, my thing is not cooking that I'm have, struggling with. It's sewing. I gotcha. learned how to sew when I was in public school on a sewing machine, and then I learned hand sewing with the Commission for the Blind in my state. Um, All right. But unfortunately, I'm just going to say to you, Lori, that with those struggles, uh, keep hanging in there, though, because even though you may be struggling, whether it's with sewing or even just uh, trying to maneuver going down steps or stairs, you know, in time with practice um, and getting more comfortable, you you will get better with it. So just hang in there. and yeah, before you know it, you'll look back and say, oh, wow, you know, I struggled with this, but now it's a piece of cake. It's not a problem. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing with us. And I, um, you know, just want to encourage you to keep trying. OK. And well, that's, we that's, one stubborn, that's one stubborn part of my personality that is, is, you know, I don't give up that easily. Well, that's it, good. That is awesome. You know, and, and sometimes that leads me down the wrong garden path because, uh, you know, I can be stubborn in a good way, but stubborn in a bad way. And sometimes well, they... Let's hope they, you're going to be stubborn in a good way and keep keep moving forward with practicing, maneuvering those stairs and, and uh, even with your sewing. But I appreciate yeah. you being here. We're going to move on to our next caller. No problem. And uh, maybe if there's time, I'll come back later. All right. Thanks, Lori. Yeah. Next up Thanks, is Bill. Pam Coffee. Hi there, Pam. Hello. Okay, I too deal with the spatial orientation 
or disorientation or whatever you want to call it. But that's not what I was going to share. Um, but it is, it is a pain. I can tell you that. Um, what I wanted to share is that if anyone had told me or anyone else 12 years ago that I would start using a computer and then and a a smartphone I would have said uh-uh no way <laughs> uh you know I I knew people who uh who used computers um I knew any number of, of blind slash low vision people who used JAWS and all that other stuff. And they would tell about all the stuff they were doing. And I'd think, uh, yeah, right. Easy for you to do. And so finally, I'm really not sure how it happened. But one day in May of 2012, I found myself walking into the Apple store and purchasing my first Mac. And even one of the, there was a, a guy who worked in that store who was totally blind and was also a member of our ACB chapter. So I knew him quite well, he and his wife. And his wife was sighted. Um, and the day I purchased that computer, he got got word about it. And he was there. He actually, you know, came out toward the front of the store and was we were talking and all that. And he was giving me a few a little bit of a crash course how to get started on a Mac. Well, he had someone take a picture of me standing in front of the computer and he sent it to his wife because they both had practically bet on that I, along with one other member of our local chapter, yeah. would never, ever use a com you know start using and look a at you now look and we both now. did and we <laughs> yep. both did uh, so. and i know you use the iphone very well yes i too so i do i did and couple, so a couple of years later i got my yep. first iphone so um if if there's something you're having difficulty with or you think you're never going to to do don't give up exactly Gotcha. You are an example of that. Uh, that is that is awesome. Yeah, appreciate you well, sharing that, Pam. Thanks. Great topic. Next up, we have Tom Kaufman. All right, Mr. Tom, how you doing? I know he knows how to unmute. <laughs> was that me? There you me? go. It's you. Yeah. Okay. I was. I was slipped down the room for a second. Oh. Uh, well, I think the thing that I want to talk about is uh, for the longest time, my neighbor could hang up clothes. And now that might sound strange to you folks, but uh, 
And Bella, as you found out, um, I struggle with a lot of things. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so uh, off and on, I've been working with, there's a, there's a place uh, in Eastern, it's a rehab, uh, it's called DORS, D-O-R-S. I think that stands for... Uh, uh, Department of Rehab Services. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. I couldn't get anybody. Anyway, uh, uh, Lynn came over. Lynn went, and and her um, uh, assistant came over, and um, uh, and here here's the thing that that I think that I, I want to point out about this. Sometimes it, all it takes is just getting with the right person that can show you and tell you in terms that you can understand that they, they can do it in a way that uh, uh, where you you know you get the idea. Well. You, they 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 believe that you can do it, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. And uh, they uh, we took a pair of pants and uh, she they laid them on the bed and they said, okay, this is what you're going to do. Just take that hanger and and put it. You know, they showed me how to put it and uh, uh, and it worked. You know, and mm -hmm. before I had tried to get different people to show me how and it just never worked out. But this time it did. And I I don't do it that it's it's not real slick looking and all. And I still don't hang a lot of my clothes up. A lot of the clothes I wear around here every day, I just I put them in the door. But uh, the, my good stuff, like that I want to wear like out a lot of it, my shirts yeah. and whatnot, uh, I can hang them up, and uh, it, it, you know, uh, I, 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 it's it's something that I didn't used to know how to do before, but I can do it now, and uh, um, so there you go. If there's a second round, I'll tell you about my experience. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing trivial about that. It, like I said, anything that is of significance to you that you struggled with, and then you seem to master it and get better at it, mm -hmm. then there should be no judgment from anyone. Cause you know, we are on our all, we're all on different paths and that's awesome, Tom. I appreciate right. you sharing that. Well, thank you for letting me share. All right, next up is Judy. Hey there, Judy. Hey there, Bill and everybody. Um, so a couple of different thoughts. Um, so having lost the basically the functional functional vision as an adult, everything was a struggle. I didn't know how am I going to read my mail? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to know what's in the refrigerator? How am I going to do anything? It was all a struggle. Um, but, you know, you go for services and you learn how to do stuff. And and yeah, there's a whole lot of technology that it's available now that wasn't back then. But still, the stuff that I do on a daily basis, I had no idea at all that I would be able to do stuff that I don't even think about now. Um, I, I, I worried, like, how am I going to live? I didn't know how I was going to live. And uh, I never knew anybody that was blind. So I couldn't learn from anybody until I, I, until I went for services. So it was all a struggle. But you mentioned, I just want to say real quickly, you mentioned not having any interest in, in cooking. When I was sighted, I never had any interest in doing all of the physical stuff that I that I mentioned earlier on on Desi's call, all of the stuff that I'm interested in doing, I had never I never had any interest in any physical activity at all. And all of the stuff that I do on a regular basis, I do as somebody that's blind um, wow. and other stuff also. So in some ways, my life is really more rewarding now, but it it was all a struggle to come to come to this, you know. So uh, it's interesting because you. Part of that was like exercise, things like that. You know, those are things I always associate like sighted people do. And so for you, it all happened when you lost your sight. 
Right. I ne- I mean, I never learned how to ride a bike because my balance was terrible when I was sighted. Now I ride a tandem bike and I don't have to think about that, you know? So just uh, there's so much that I really never paid any attention to when I was sighted that I do on a regular basis now. And um, like I said, it just makes makes what I do more rewarding, but it w- it was definitely a struggle to to get here, uh, you know, that I will, that I will definitely say. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that, Judy. I'm just so fascinated with all of these stories. I, I appreciate you all. So thanks, Judy. Yeah, thanks. Great topic, Bill. Okay, uh, next up, let's go with William. He uh, had his hand raised, but then got knocked out of the call and came back. So uh, we'll go with all William right. Hi there, William. Hello, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. So what I struggle with, um, I had a flip phone for many, many years, and I got my first iPhone in 2021, I believe it was, and um, really am enjoying it. Uh, still learning on a daily basis, all kinds of different uh, technology apps. So, yeah, and you're doing mine. really well because I, you Thank know, you. you're all over the community on your phone and stuff. Yeah, Not even a computer, so. You are doing really well. That's awesome, William. Thank you. All right. Keep keep learning there. <laughs> oh, I will. Thank you very much. And next up right. is Carla Hayes. Hi, Carla. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? I'm glad you're here. Okay. Uh, and this is a very good topic. I, I struggle with a lot of the things. Um, and I'm still not the best cook in the world, and it, and half of my problem is I hate doing it because I live alone, and it's just I hate eating alone. And I and, identify with that so much. <laughs> what I'm going to talk about today is just this business of of being alone and having to be the man of the house, the woman of the house, and everything of the house. And when I was taking care, I was taking care of my mother before she died. Um, and at least she could tell me, um, you know, she was there and she could tell me if something matched or, you know, how to do this or that, or, you know, I could run something off of her. Now I've got nobody like that and had a cleaning lady for a while who quit. Um, she It was just too far for her to come. And it was somebody that my mother had had. And I sort of, you know, she just continued with me, but then she left. And I don't trust anybody. So it's hard to get somebody. So I've had to learn the craziest and the dumbest things like, um, you know, my, my, my drain in my bathtub was getting clogged, you know, all the time. And I was ashamed about keeping the call the plumber and having him come and take the drain apart and get it out. And I said, well, can I do that myself? And he says, oh, no, you got to take the screw out. And if you lose it, you've got a worse problem and all this. Well, I was talking to people on community and they said, well, you can get one of these little drain sticks and you can put it down the drain and you don't even have to take the, you know, it can go even between and into the drain and, you know, you can do that yourself. And so I called the guys at True Value and they were telling me about, um, you know, the stuff that I could pour down. It wasn't Drano. Um, you know, I could pour the stuff down the drain that would loosen things up and then just do that. Well, one night, doggone if I didn't do it. And the <laughs> top, it the stopper wouldn't come out, 
Um, but I, you know, I kept on pulling and everything. All of a sudden, the whole drain thing did come out. Now, I know it shouldn't have, you know, I mean, <laughs> but I got that drain cleaned out. And now I just put that stopper back in or just that, you know, screen. I just put it in over. And sometimes it'll stay on and sometimes it won't. But it doesn't get clogged anymore. And, you know, the cleaning lady used to um, take the sweeper apart and clean it out. I'm doing that by myself now. I thought, oh, I'll never be able to take the sweeper apart. And I said, you know what? You're, you know, you're not the smartest person in the world, but you're not the dumbest person in the world. But you can figure <laughs> this out. So I went in the utility room and I took that sweeper and I put some old paper down and I, you know, eventually I took it apart. And but it took me a couple of days. I've got to admit to put it together <laughs> again. <laughs> but you know what? You are giving prime examples of what I was talking about, just things that we wouldn't have imagined ourselves doing before even thinking about it. And suddenly circumstances change and well, I've got to do it, you know? So, so oh my gosh, that, that is excellent. You have to do certain things and I'm totally blind and I've been totally blind since birth. And so, you know, that's a challenge in its own because I don't know what things are supposed to look like or, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, we don't, I, and we don't like change either. None of us really mm-hmm. like change. And so we adapt to change and adapt to circumstances. And I think even when we do that kicking and screaming, but yet we still do it, I think that just shows our strength and our character. So, yes. And the other part is doing that, even doing it alone, because I, I struggle alone as well. Um, yeah, and, and sometimes you uh, part of it's having the intelligence of knowing when you really can't know what mm-hmm. you're, you know, what, you really can't do it alone. It really right. does require sight. It's really beyond your degree of expertise. Right. Or, you have to find that balance. And so whenever you find that out, the, the other part of that talent is working up a, um, a circle of people that you can call. I now have a furnace man I can trust. I now have a plumber I can trust. I now That's have, it. you know, so it's a matter of working up. I have a, com- well, I lost my computer man I can trust. I'll have to find a new one of them, I guess, because he moved out to Seattle. I've got a job <laughs> with Amazon, can't blame him. So, um, but you, if you can, you know, if there's certain things about being dependent, independent, right. but there's Absolutely. also power in being interdependent as well Mm -hmm. you know we're all dependent sometimes and maybe we can help somebody else along the way and 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 that can be a that could be an example too you know we struggle with when we should accept help from others and sometimes we get better at recognizing that so yes and that's one thing that this these compute community calls and the, you people in the community this is so empowering it really is and i just i just can't keep um, from praising the community i want to thank you for having this call but that's what i wanted to share oh thank you carla appreciate you being here and i always look forward to hearing what you have to share all right next up we have dr lynn coral all right. Hi there, Lynn. <laughs> Hi. Actually, Carla stole my thunder a little bit, but that's okay. She was my that's roommate. That's all right. There's enough room <laughs> here for a lot of boom. Let's go. <laughs> she, was, she, she was my roommate at the convention. Um, well, I wanted to talk about the whole idea of asking for help. I used to conduct workshops like this in uh, reevaluation counseling. Um, 
in Anchorage, um, and you know, receiving and, and getting help. Well, you know, I had some errands to run last week, and maybe this doesn't really go with your topic, but I'm afraid to ask people for help. I'm afraid they're going to get angry with me. I'm afraid they're not going to tell me the truth. I don't trust people very much. I also live alone. And um, I had three things I had to do last week. And I decided to call a friend that I met at the gym. Uh, I go to Curves. And um, I said, listen, I have these three things to go. And if I take the paratransit, it'll take like three days, you know, <laughs> or many hours. So um, she said she would do it. So I got to go to the assessor's office, deal with that. And I got to go to the computer store. Uh, and then I, I had to go to the bank to do a couple of other things and, and then to the store. So I did like four things that day. And it took three and a half hours or four hours, but she didn't really mind. But I'm afraid to ask people for help. And um, even though I'm very uh, good at the computer, I taught computers Braille for for four years uh, in Anchorage, um, there are things I'm still trying to figure out, like BARD and things stupid things, and my new Braille sense and things like that and things that I haven't figured out. And I'm getting some help. It's not like I'm not getting any help. But, you know, sometimes it's like so frustrating and I've gotten much better at cooking. Um, when I was uh, married, uh, my husband was 20 years older than me. He did all the cooking because I was afraid to cook, and I didn't think I was a very good one. Now I've become a pretty darn good cook. I mean, I don't cook anything fancy. Don't get me wrong. I don't. <laughs> you know, I cook chicken and fish, and I put uh, vegetables in a steamer, and, um, you know, I make basics. big salad. Yeah. yeah, basics. I mean, I don't really do anything fancy schmancy, you know. But That's I used I used to be afraid of the frying pan, and um, I'm not anymore. I got this uh, squ uh, squash noodles because I can't eat gluten, and I just put them in. A, just the other day, I just put them in a frying pan, put water and a little oil in them, cooked them for eight minutes. They were perfect. I mean, so I'm awesome. getting there better and not 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 as afraid of the kitchen as I was in my 20s. That's like when I had my child, I had to learn how to cook. It was just like no. <laughs> there was no two ways about it, you know. Right. I had to cook for him, so you know I kind of had to learn the hard way, and um, I was really scared. I was really scared of the stove. I was scared that I would get burned. I was scared of all sorts of things. And the other thing I think that's really um, upsetting, and I haven't solved this problem either, is I had five dogs, five guide dogs. I don't have a dog right now. After I broke my hip, I, I haven't gotten one, and also it costs a lot of money. So you know, I think that a lot of these. Um, fears that I have of being alone and not really knowing a lot of people in Olympia, although I do have joined the choir and I've tried to do things that I can do. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just afraid of, of meeting new people. I'm, it's stupid. I, my, yeah. my son says, mom, well, you're so good stupid, at making friends. But... I mean, I'm afraid because, you know, I'm afraid somebody's going to not like something I say or, you know, cause I'm pretty outspoken and stuff like that. And, and, and that, that you know, you know, you said something and I want to, Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to say this to you that you mentioned something and I thought about this, that um, when things are hard, you know, when it gets really tough, that seems like when we step up, we have to We're like, you yeah. know, uh, our backs <laughs> against the wall. So it, we're going to do it or no one else is going to do it for us. So Well, and, and the whole thing about interdependence, uh, I've also did a workshop in 2010 on that uh, with, with a couple of other people, in, independence versus interdependence, and we're all interdependent. And and even though my mother said that I should learn how to be independent, she really didn't understand because she didn't want me to, you know, yeah. she, she didn't want to doubt on them, you know, and stuff like that, you know, uh, ask them for stuff. So I really uh, had to learn how to be 
independent, but I also really believe in interdependence. But travel interdependence, is yeah, yeah, absolutely. And travel All is right. is a big thing for me too right now. I'm afraid to walk. I never used to be afraid to walk. That's crazy, you know. So yeah, outside. Yeah. So. All right, well, my hang friend. in there, Lynn. <laughs> okay. Keep, keep doing you. You know, you're you're great. Keep doing you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> All right. Nora is next up. Hi there, Nora. Hi. Good afternoon. Good evening. And and I'm when I was, I, um, when I was much younger in my twenties, I didn't think I was gonna be able to learn on how to cook from scratch on the stove. And I still don't cook from scratch, by the way, but I used to learn something from learn how to cook tuna macaroni, tuna, no, tuna, I think tuna casserole, tuna macaroni casserole on the stove, I think, gas stove, and I went out at my, in my first apartment on this complex, and it was, it was, and I got on, I learned to like it, and it was fun, and I worked on pink salmon, canned pink salmon, and whatever else and then I stopped doing it after I moved into the apartment with an electric stove because the gas stove works different and I'm not used to using the electric stove by myself. Plus I'm still I'm a store afraid I might burn myself. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, but when I'm when I yeah, when it comes to learning computers and learning Zoom, I learned how to do that during the pandemic. And I'm very thankful that I learned those things. Mm-hmm. I learned computers in 1998, I think it was. And no, I think I learned how to use a computer in the library back in the 80s, not a little bit. Not exactly the whole systems of a computer, but learned how to type on a computer. Mm-hmm. And then I had somewhat my own computer here in my apartment, and it was fun. and. I had my own internet and remember the dial-up. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I enjoyed that. But anyway, well, I'm thankful for it. I would never thought I would be able to become a caver and go into caves, and I finally did it, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, Nora, you, you do really well. Uh, I, you know, you're in community calls. I see you on your, your, your iPad, and I know you've been on your computer. So and myself. And my cell yeah. phone, my, my Android phone. <laughs> so you do really well with your technology. Um, you know, we all learn at different speeds, and but you you always do what's comfortable for you, and that's what's important. So that's um, right. keep and learning. Thank you. <laughs> keep... Thank you. Thank you for being here and sharing. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Next up is Desi Noller. Before we get to Desi, let me check in with Lucy. Lucy, do we have anyone in Clubhouse? No one has their hand raised. We've got some people. All right. (laughs) Okay. All right, Desi. Hey there. Hey there. Um, So my story is kind of related to what Pam was talking about earlier, but differently. Um, I already had been into computers. I had to do computers for work. Even back in the 80s when I worked for the Oregon State Library, we started learning to use computers. And so it wasn't that same thing. But when um, iPhones were starting to come out, I had a good friend at the time who worked 
at the Apple store, he was totally blind. Uh, not the same guy Pam knew, totally different part of the country, but, um, <laughs> but um, he was, he started talking to me about, he thought I should get an iPod touch and learn how, you know, use the touch screen before I invested in something as complex as the phone. He thought that would be a great, a great way to learn. And I did get it. And, and I tried and tried to use that thing. And I remember um, calling him and his wife up. They were both blind. And I called them up and and they said, well, you know, come over for a few minutes. At that time, we lived just a few houses apart. So I walked over there and my iPod touch in hand and I started crying. And I said, you know, this is I'm just never going to be able to do this. And so he sat with me and showed me a couple of things. And, you know, and then I felt so bad because um Don, my late husband, was amazing about always um, being willing to put out money for things that might uh, amplify my life in some way. And so I felt really bad because I, I really wanted to make this work because we had paid quite a bit of money for it and all that. But finally, I just kept at it and kept at it. And um, that was back in 2009. And now I have an iPhone 14 Pro, and I can't imagine <laughs> ever not having been able to use it. But I do remember not being able to use, you know, use the touch screen. But but now it's so natural to me that that I really have a hard time thinking back to those days. And so I think it just takes a lot of perseverance sometimes. We can all end up doing that thing that we really want to do if we want to do it enough but sometimes it's easier than others and that was yes. definitely a hard one for me for sure perseverance i love that word that is kind of the theme of this call what i'm hearing today is perseverance yeah. got a lot of people that have persevered through a lot of stuff and we're looking back and like wow like you just said 2009 to now and you're like you couldn't imagine your life without your phone i certainly couldn't Oh, no, I could not. Even even just not, I was saying before the call that I haven't had self-service all day. And that's even been driving me crazy. It's like, whoa, you know, and at least I'm lucky to have Wi-Fi. And um, and uh, apparently one of our towers nearby got messed up somehow. But anyway, they're, they're working on it, I guess. But who knows how long I won't be able to call out. But at least, uh, you know. I still am in touch. Here I am, right there on the There you go. Phone, so. When technology so, works, it works. When it doesn't, who? Watch out. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Thanks, All Bill. Right. This is a great topic. Thanks. Thanks for being here, Desi. Sure. My pleasure. Next up, I believe this is Beth in area code 505. Yep. Hi there, Beth. Hello. Um, I struggle with a lot of the same things that a lot of these folks over here on this call struggle with. Um, and I think a lot of older Americans do, um, especially women and that live alone, but, you know, and um, I would, I, I'm not afraid to ask for help and I'm not afraid to receive help. But what I don't like is somebody to tell you they're going to help. Oh, yeah, I'll come over and help you with this. 
and then they don't show up, and then oh, they tell you something came up. Yeah. You know, and that's not being fair to you. If, uh, that's where you I, have to I dig have... deep and actually say, you know what, I can't rely on this person, so I've got to look at alternative ways of getting this done. And, you know, as like oh, I understand that. Saying, being per uh, persevering and find another way. I understand that. Yes. And and in in these little rural towns, I think it's uh, more difficult to persevere. You can. Absolutely. You can I, do I that. live in one, so I understand that. Yes, ma'am. And like like going to the Apple store is um, oh about an hour away from here. I mean, it can be done, you know, yeah. as long as you pay attention to your bus schedules and and things like that. And um, yeah, you know, you I just, just have to. You just have to. There's always a way, uh, whether we really want to oh, do yeah. it that way or not. You know. So. Well, it it kind of has to be done that way, and then people get mad, you know. Later on, well, like you know, why do you want to leave here? Well, you know, uh, I need more resources. Well, why this little town has great scenery and yada yada, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, no, person, I need more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, hang in there, Beth, and uh, and, just, uh, and you know, I do persevere. Yeah, I'm glad you do, and just you you definitely do because you are you come in on the community calls. You're on your phone, you know. That's the option that you have, and that is your way to stay connected with us. So, yeah, you are definitely persevering through the obstacles and stuff that you have. So, I appreciate oh, you yeah. hanging in there with us. I thank you for well, being thank here. Thank you on very the call very today. much. Mm -hmm. right. All right, next up is Sandra Burgess. Hey, Sandra. Hi. Hi, Belle and everybody. I can identify also with a lot of this. Um, but what I decided to mention is computers. I'm a little older. I, I'm having a hard time admitting that I'm old, but I would be considered old. Um, You're just seasoned. So we didn't, well, we didn't have... We had no computers growing up in the 50s. Nobody had even invented all that stuff. So I was working at Mass Association for the Blind. Um, and I wasn't, I was coordinating volunteers. And this was like back in the 90s. And nobody was pushing me to do anything with a computer. I kept track of stuff in Braille. And I had a, uh, a Braille and Speak a lazy braille and speak that I wrote stuff on as well. Oh, I love that. I used to have one. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, yes, I used mine until it broke. Um, but I had a friend who was older and it lived over the line in Connecticut from me and she kept talking about computers. And she knew this guy that was selling something called Arctic Vision, which was speech. Um, he was going to get, I guess, Jaws or something. So I got the Arctic Vision, and the lady in my office said, well, we have this, in our other office, we have this old 386, that's what it was called, 386 computer we're not using, and it would work with Arctic Vision because the Arctic Vision needed an old computer. So I got that. I learned um, DOS. I got a book from National Braille Press on how to do uh, WordPerfect. 
And I did really well with that. My friend that wanted me to use the computer gave me a printer with, you know, we used tractor feed paper. And I would buy letters to my volunteers and I personalized each one with mail merge. I did really well. And then something happened where I, the computer, actually somebody grabbed the computer away from me um, and gave it to her church group so that the kids could use it. And she just didn't ask me about it, just, just took it. That mm. was gone. So then there was another computer that came into the office that had windows on it. And somebody said to me, your word perfect 5.1 or whatever they had called it is dead. Your word perfect. You need to learn windows. And I, that was what I'm saying. I'm terrified of. I was terrified to switch to windows. It was like so different with DOS. You could, you just did like, I think one thing and you could shut the computer down with windows. You know, you had a bunch of windows open. You learned it. Yeah, you had to close each one. Well, I think also what happened, if I remember, was something happened with my Blazy product. And I guess like at least until I got it fixed or bought something else, I got stranded. So that kind of pushed me into uh-huh. the computer. Pushed and then the I was what calling. <laughs> yeah. Then I was calling. There were there were like two blind people that worked at the other end of the state in another mass association office. And they kind of guided me, uh, you know, I didn't know email or anything. You know, well, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. And so I, you know, gradually got into it. Yeah. And you Um, wouldn't have imagined yourself doing that years before, right? No, no, no. I gradually got (laughs) into it and I lived with my dad. And then a little bit later in time, my, I got a computer at my house, my dad dad in his 80s got a computer right so it, you the, <laughs> i want to i'm trying to speed along because we got yeah yeah plan, but, but basically you went through all of that that struggle and learning different uh operating systems and different uh technology but you persevered through it um yeah. well now like i'm glad you said, I when you were pushed up against the wall you're like okay and now i gotta learn you know, Windows, what? You know, so what yeah. do we do when we struggle? We find a way. And it sounds like that's what you did. Yeah. So I I appreciate your story and you sharing that with us. Oh, thanks. Good topic. Thank you for being here. Okay. We got You're about welcome. seven minutes left. And next up is oh. Teresa. All right, Teresa. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, I share um, the previous uh, caller's um, uh, story, kind of. I I, um, didn't know anything about computers back in the 1980s and in the 70s. I thought computers were this big, ginormous uh, machine that took up maybe like three desks in a room kind of sort of thing, you know. Uh, But then um, I was learning about, you know, there was such a thing called personal computers. And in 1990, I went to World Services for the Blind, and I was taking medical transcription. Well, one of the things, um, there were two other um, elements of the program that I also had to uh, do, and one was a secretary office procedure, and I had to learn how to work the evening switchboard. But the other thing was to also learn word processing. 
because a lot of my lessons were going to be done using the word processor. And, and so like her, I was learning word perfect. And there were a lot of things to learn in word perfect, uh, like how to center a document and everything. Because mm -hmm. I knew that, uh, like, let's say if you write a report versus, let's say, writing a letter, uh, might be some differences in margins and, and uh, like, you know, your format, especially if it's a formal letter where you need a header up at right. the top. Well, I learned that, and I was um, in my job at the VA for eight years. I was using WordPerfect, and they formatted the, um, the computer so that I would be able to do the documents that we, um, the summaries that we typed in medical transcription. And then they contracted that work out, but I was still using WordPerfect. Well, then in 2000, I knew the Y2K was approaching, uh, whether I wanted to or not. And um, about two then months you had to into, learn Windows. I, yeah, I'm trying to yeah. scoot along. Into yeah. the two two months into um, two thousand, the computer I had died. No more Word Perfect. I had to learn Jaws. But it was nice thing is the person who taught me. He said, um, when you're using Windows, it's um, it's um, think before in Word Perfect you would have to close one area to do this and do that. He said, imagine it's like it's a different your, learning curve for right. Windows. Yes. Closing your book to use your Braille writer, but with Windows, you could have your Braille writer um, use that. Use your have your book open. You could have everything up and going at the same time, and that's so what you you right. ended up mastering that. You ended up learning to use Windows. Um, yes, and you know you got over that hurdle right. when and that obstacle came up. Eventually, I learned how to do Outlook. You know, email, there you go. So. That's that's great. That that's what I'm talking about is right. learning those those struggles that we have, and then we just keep on going, you know, until we and whether we master it or right. we don't, but we continue to persevere with it. And I'm not ashamed to say I'm 62 now. I just turned 62 in June, so that's you know. all right. You got you can still keep learning. <laughs> exactly, so. and I'm sure there's going to be something new to learn. All right. Well, thanks, Teresa. Appreciate you like being Microsoft here. Teams, which I don't know how to do yet, but I got to learn. All right. We'll, we'll talk about that on a different call. Okay. All right. Next up, we've got area code 518. I think this is Mary Beth. Mary Beth. Hi there. Okay. Now, I, I don't know. It wasn't unmuting. And yes, you're absolutely right. This is Mary Beth. And actually, this is kind of a weird one, but I just figured I'd share it in case there's anybody out there that's a little bit like me. Um, it took me a while to get used to this whole, like, community call thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> I'd say to my, my real friends, you know, people that I already met, how do you have cyber friends? What's the cyber friend thing going on? I don't have cyber on? friends. I have real yeah. friends. These I have real friends. friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't need cyber friends, you know. <laughs> And so, but um, as I, you know, came to more things and got to know more people, I began to realize, well, wait a second. So my, my, what I would have called in the beginning cyber friends are now like my real friends, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, and I wasn't going to share it, but like I said, just in case there's somebody out there that feels the same way I am, you know, I did in the beginning, it's, it's, it's worth persevering. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that because you never know. I mean. It kind of could be weird, you know. I'm sure my family feels that way, like, you got <laughs> online friends. No, actually, 
those friends are actually my family. Sorry. <laughs> so, they have become yeah. family. So. It's just a little, get, get, takes a little bit of getting, getting used to. And, and, you know, the more I was around and yeah, every but, once in a while, they'd be, you know, I'd, I'd see some of my like people that I actually knew in here. And I was like, oh yeah, but now they're people that I actually know too. I just haven't met them. The pandemic really changed a lot of that. You know, we had yeah, that really struggle did. to want to connect with others mm -hmm. and, this was a way to do it, and you know, look what a beautiful thing came out of it. So yeah, it go. did. It feels real neat, and I think I think it's great. All right. Thanks. Well, thank you for sharing, Mary Beth. All right. Hey, that, um, we have any other hands? Yeah, we've got uh, Lori has her hand up again. All right. Well, let me check with um, Lucy. Do it's we have so anyone in Clubhouse? No, but, we don't. No. All right. And how much time do we have left, Steve? We got about a minute. All right, Lori, make it really quick. Well, it's going to be short like me. Uh, I'll never forget when I learned how to use a computer. I was at the Carroll Center for the Blind, and uh, my instructor, who was totally blind, asked me to turn my computer on. And, of course, my computer was what they now call a dinosaur. And I said, I'm afraid to turn this thing on. And he said, turn the darn thing on and get over it. So well, you turned it on and what yeah, happened? And I turned it on, I printed everything. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I failed the course. But my mom brought me her school computer, which was Apple, an Apple Mac, and my first one. And one day I'm going to get my own Apple Mac. And um, anyway, when she took it back to school, with her i i cried because i was like oh i love this thing all right okay thank you Lori. appreciate that <laughs> yeah. all right well it looks like our time has come to a close for now i appreciate you all being here and sharing things that have you know been your struggle but you have persevered and now you're like oh wow i'm interested in doing this i can do this so that's what it's all about is learning to be persistent and to keep going. Um, and I, I love having, you know, a topic like that where we can make, we feel better about ourselves when we can continue to improve and get better. So thanks everyone for your You're view welcome. today on your, on this topic. Really appreciate that. Steve, thank you for hosting Lucy, thank you for uh, moderating and connecting us in Clubhouse. And Herbie for streaming on ACB Media 5. We will be back on September 22nd for another episode of A Blind View, where your view matters. Talk to you guys later. Everyone have a great weekend.